0: Mallory just said to do whatever to start this episode of This Virtual Life on a beautiful Wednesday evening. Monday. <laughs> well, we're recording it on Monday, but we'll oh. be playing on Wednesday. I thought you looked at your phone and you were I like... I was like, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Honestly, like, on brand. But...
1: <laughs> it feels like a Wednesday. It feels of. like a
0: Wednesday. It's dreary. But that song is not the original love story. No. It is her re-recording because she owns her music now. Mm-hmm. And I mumbled to Mallory before the episode started. I was like, this is so emotional because we were both young when we first saw Taylor. True. And now we're old. Yeah, <laughs> very old. <laughs> 19. Blech.
1: But yeah, like we were saying, so what's the theme of this week? We're doing another music episode. Um, it's President's Day weekend. It's a chill week. We've been listening to a lot of female empowerment music. As or we just do. music by
0: females that empower us mm-hmm. um so yeah this week what is it the theme is women expanding how we view ourselves mm-hmm. so <laughs> lyrics that resonate women themselves just all about the ladies and that's something i think that's like a area we specialize in mm-hmm. is female indie artists <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: unintentionally but yeah. just that's what Spotify keeps giving us and like we're not too mad about it
0: and we're not doing anything to change it Mm-mm. we lean in a Cheryl Sandberg would say
1: <laughs> yeah so with Taylor Swift specifically um, I feel like there's a lot of complicated emotions with her and like mm-hmm. a lot of her demographic and especially people that are coming back to her now because it's interesting to see that I mean even like one or two years ago I feel like people like weren't we're kind of shamed for being, like, Swifties yeah. type thing. And it's definitely, like, rooted in misogyny a little bit. Oh, 100%. Bit. Just, like, I don't know. I feel like even I saw her sometimes as, like, it was, yeah. like, this image of, like, this angry girl that...
0: Yeah, or she's too sad crying about her boyfriend's, like... Yeah, that I'm was not... like what men always told me like she writes too much about like she's monetizing these men's yeah. like whatever and I'm like you're 50 years old why are you telling me this I don't I'm like, care isn't and I'm 12 every
1: single artist Yeah, also. literally
0: it's so and there's just a lot of discourse on like the female fangirl and like how it's makes so much money like Taylor has made mm-hmm. so much money changed the game revolutionized music and yet when we were growing up it was still like if you like taylor swift you weren't a cool girl almost you weren't Mm -hmm. strong enough
1: i think it's like and it's kind of similar for like one direction and stuff Mm -hmm. like that too and i like still like everyone's like obsessed with taylor swift obsessed with harry styles i haven't like quite gotten into it yeah and i really don't know if i'm like do i really not like their music like i can like appreciate it on the radio but i'm like am i not a big fan because I don't like their music or because for my entire life it was like I yeah. don't want to be that crazy one direction obsessed yeah I don't person want to be that girl that's
0: too into it and so but now everyone's too into deeply it. rooted in misogyny but I like that now that we're 19 and people around us are starting to realize oh this is actually rooted in gender theory mm-hmm. <laughs> like we can appreciate it for what it is and it's art
1: yeah and at least with love story that's a song that I always thought was like such a good song. Yeah. So I think, I mean, that's a fun one to re-release. And with, like, her new mm-hmm. albums and everything, I don't know. She's just, like, transformed herself. and. Yeah. The fact that she's maintained popularity for, like, how many years now? Unbelievable. Like, she's still relevant, still top of the charts, still, like, everyone...
0: Destroying records.
1: Yeah, and people that are, like, my sister's age in middle school and younger, they're, like, when she posts a new song, it's all over their Instagram stories. People in college, it's on theirs and stuff like that. Like, her demographic
0: is super wide-reaching. Yeah, and, like, she writes what we want to hear, like... I was thought about this a lot when I was working at the bank over the summer because my brain was empty, only Taylor mm-hmm. Swift, and it was a lot of how she grew up with us. Like mm-hmm. you know, she wrote she fearless, was so young. and we aren't that big an age difference compared to like other musicians. Like mm-hmm. she's like thirty, but like she released Red, and it was like a new era of my life. And like 1989, finding the meanings in songs, and then even the meanings in songs that resonated with me, like when I was 14. Now could resonate with me in a completely different Mm way at 19. You know, it's just really amazing and that's just powerful. Mm -hmm. So we commend strong women today and always. (laughs)
1: And kind of like going along
0: with the
1: theme of Taylor Swift and how, you know, we've grown and evolved with her. Um, And so has, like, her fan base. We want to transition into another artist who kind of has had parallels, Mm -hmm. but just on a little bit more of an extreme end.
0: Yeah, very extreme. And that's Miley Cyrus. Ooh. (laughs) I can hear my mom right now saying, Ew, Miley, she's so gross. Did you see her at the Music Awards? And I think a lot of Miley's issues was she was – part of this production that was Mm -hmm. forcing her into something she wasn't yeah and singing pop songs or like very sugary pop songs and country music just wasn't what made her happy you could tell from her voice
1: yeah or like at the time and I don't really know that much about like the background of like Taylor Swift and her family and how she got into it Mm -hmm. but it seemed like Miley was like she was put in she was definitely like that child actor trope from when she was so little and she started on the show when she was like 13 or something yeah so yeah and so obviously like she's in the public eye her entire life she has all this pressure on her and with like the disney stars and everything like it makes so much sense like if you were under that too like i feel like Mm -hmm. even for us yeah like we were just you know under the eye of like our parents and our peers and stuff like that. And then you go to college and you feel like you kind of, you were kind of stifled before and you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, I want to like express myself and wear this thing that maybe I wouldn't wear before <laughs> yeah. or do this. And so obviously that's going to be amplified if instead of just your peers, it's millions of people watching you. Yeah. So I think she kind of did go to extremes and she wanted to be, she like, wanted that shock factor. Yeah. She wanted to be incendiary <laughs> with like, <laughs> and it was even, what was it? Can't be tamed. Like was kind of like tame. Honestly, it was yeah. kinda of, looking back on it, you're like, it really wasn't that extreme mm-hmm. compared to like Wrecking Ball. Yeah. And
0: like I think that phase a few years ago personally was like a little much I was for like, me. Oh my. But then we think about it, men do that all the time. They're mm-hmm. just Like when Kanye films his <gasps> music videos. Oh, when Kanye puts certain things on the cover of his music, we're like, eh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like but yeah, I think she did take it a little far. Mm-hmm. But I think
1: she's finally coming back to this like ground where it's like oh she's like found her niece. she's able to like now she's doing more like rock music and stuff like that and she doesn't necessarily have to rely on the shock value like now like her and not that like it wasn't shining through before but like her Mm -hmm. talent like you can really see it and people are finally beginning to appreciate that above just like being shocked by her
0: yeah so yeah so here's plastic hearts from miley cyrus's new album
2: Hello, the sunny place for shady people A crowded room where nobody goes You can be
3: whoever you wanna be And oh, I've been living at the chateau Shouldn't drop it, I should really go home
0: See, she's developed her voice and mm-hmm. just her style is something that's becoming much more authentic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's not forced into like the Disney star, or whatever. It's not forced into like her trying to be a rebel. Like she's found like the middle ground,
0: mm-hmm. and. <laughs> sometimes it's okay to not find the middle ground. Is in our next song by Mitski. <laughs> I was gonna say sometimes you need a little help. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's a cry you for help. A little lost. Yeah. And, but anyway, Mitski is somebody that what I'd say is more recent in our life. Mm-hmm. Like kind of as we transition out of like Taylor Swift and Miley being like the tra- the baseline or childhood, yeah, childhood into like what is burgeoning adulthood.
1: Yeah, and this song specifically that we're going to play is like kind of, she feels like she's still a child and she feels like she still has these necessities of being dependent and stuff
0: like that. Yeah. Um,
1: And so she's (laughs) literally crying for her mother to help
0: her. She's like, mom, can you just wash my back? Can you (laughs) just do the bare minimum for me?
1: Yeah. And Ruby and I sometimes, you know, we're independent adults. But sometimes you still need help. Sometimes you still need your
0: parents. Yeah. And just, you can tell, she's just, when I was watching her Tiny Desk concert the other day, Mm -hmm. as I was on a run on the treadmill, that's a bad thing to do. In our apartment. In our apartment (laughs) complex. And she, like, takes the guitar and, like, strums the chord and, like, screams one of the lyrics into Mm -hmm. it. And the amp picks it up. And it's just, like, you can feel her pain just ripping through the studio. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, (laughs) we'll post it on the instagram (laughs) yeah
1: but so here's class of 2013 by mitski
3: whoa
0: As we move out of our lovely Class of 2013 Meltdown, mm-hmm. we move on to another song very similar in mm-hmm. some aspects. I think, I was talking to Mallory, it's like these next song, the next song's called Killer from Phoebe Bridgers, and there's just an underlying theme of helplessness mm-hmm. where she just says, Where is it? When I'm like, there she says, And there's nothing I can do, but when I'm sick and tired and my mind is barely there, when a machine keeps me alive and I'm losing all my hair. I hope you kiss my rotten head and pull the plug. <laughs> like, that is so like, it's, the it's resignation.
1: Deep. Yeah. But, she's she's given into it.
0: Yeah. She's can the killer in me, tame the fire in you. She's given it all and she's exhausted and done and as she says, rotten head. <laughs> <laughs> but rotten. I like that lyric a lot though because it ties into the beginning where she says, I even scared myself by talking about Dahmer on your couch. Like, Dahmer the serial killer. Mm-hmm. But Dahmer was known for, like, even... He used to kill people, but then also, like, end up eating part of them. And he says... There's a quote on Lyric Genius that says, he did that as a means to keep them with him forever. Mm. Which is, like, terrifying when you think about this lyric of her talking to, like, a former lover. Yeah. is how I interpret it. And she's, like... I, she's talking about Dahmer on his couch. And then, I can't sleep next to a body even harmless in death. So...
4: There's
1: a lot of yeah. analysis happening. This is... <laughs> as we said before, described as, or as we said when we were listening to this, one of our depressing songs. <laughs> but we love to bring Phoebe into this. And I feel like, she, I mean, the fact that, because we played her last week, the fact that she's been on SNL and she's become mm-hmm. so mainstream, like, who was the Phoebe equivalent beforehand when we were younger? Like, is this a representation of
0: <laughs> the emotional
1: civility of this next generation? <laughs> that this is, the, like, Mitski and Phoebe Bridgers are the women who speak to us
0: (laughs) this is say what's
1: the quote that sylvia said to you oh so she likes to listen to um like upbeat poppy music and Mm -hmm. i like to listen to depressing music (laughs) and she told me like i forget the exact wording of it but it was basically like you make me feel like depressed like, I feel when I listen to depressing music. And I was like, oh, (laughs) what? I'm sorry, like, I don't want to, like, whatever. And she's like no, 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 like, you know, like, sometimes you just like, you like to listen to depressing <laughs> music, it's soothing.
0: Oh, you're soothing. I'm like, okay, alright. <laughs> <laughs> See, depressing music makes you feel seen, heard, and validated, so. Yeah, exactly. I you, that's like, I means. don't listen to depressing
1: music to feel sad, like, no. I don't think it usually even
0: makes me yeah, sad. No, only like... Scott Street makes me cry daily.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I feel like depressing music, like, you listen to it, you understand that, like, experience, first of all, your experiences aren't as bad as clearly these people that are mm-hmm. very emotionally drained and traumatized or you know you can take all of their experiences and metaphors and apply them to stuff so
0: mm-hmm. it's all about a shared humanity yeah so here's killer by baby birders
3: Sometimes I think I'm a killer I Scared you in your house I even scared myself by talking About Dahmer on your couch But I can't sleep next to a body Even harmless in death Plus I'm pretty sure I I can sleep
1: So we thought that the best way to transition out of Killer was because she was surrendering. Literally, she was saying, mm-hmm. pull the plug, was Sarah McLachlan's Sweet Surrender. <laughs> um, this was inspired because, I mean, Ruby and I do listen to a fair amount, I feel like, of Sweet Surrender. Or <laughs> of Sarah McLachlan, just because <laughs> I put it on albums or playlists and stuff. But specifically, this weekend, my... Um, mom and sister came to visit and they brought a gift from my dad which was a t-shirt that he found online from a 2004 sarah mclaughlin concert um that he went to with my mom when i was three years old because <laughs> um, he knows that at the dinner table i would always tell alexa to play sarah mclaughlin radio <laughs> so yeah this is another song that i mean i was trying to think of like what song to play on the radio today since we're doing like female musicians, and I thought that this was a good one because there's a lot of debate about what it's about. So our loyal listeners, if you have a theory that you really support, please let us know. Please reach out to us because the forums have no consensus. <laughs> Some people are talking about whether she's surrendering to – like it's a, she's talking about her past self. And how she didn't like her past self and now she's kind of evolving but misses some parts of it. Some of it is, like, very straightforward. It's, like, a relationship that's kind of, like, lustful and toxic. Mm
3: -hmm. Some
1: of it is talking about her being spiritual and, like, surrendering to God and stuff like that. So I feel like it's just, like – and it's one of her most famous songs. So I just feel like it's a pretty powerful one.
0: Yeah. And – yeah, do you have any thoughts on it? See, I hadn't really heard that one until I listened to it today. But and she was like, I crossed the last line from where I can't return. Where Every step I took in faith betrayed me. Is like very introspective and retrospective. Yeah. And just looking into herself, looking out and saying, what? Where am I really going with this?
1: Yeah, and it's like, it's definitely using the metaphor or like, a relationship as a way to symbolize like these thoughts that she's having and yeah. but definitely and one of the articles was saying you know she's kind of given what it's about a little bit in interviews but she always says that her songs are whatever you want them to be so I feel like when I listen to that song it's more about like surrendering and just letting whatever is gonna happen yeah. happen cause like you can't really control yeah. anything you know exactly
0: and I think this brings us out of our moody music <laughs> moment and into a kind of more upbeat, self-questioning moment, mm-hmm. which is like Sweet Hibiscus Tea from Penelope Scott, mm-hmm. our next song. I just want to say,
1: this is this kind of similar to Sweet Surrender. It sounds like, but even more, so, it sounds like kind of upbeat, kind of yeah. fun, but mm-hmm. the lyrics are like... Mm.
0: Yeah. more questionable uh, she, the very first lyric of this next song is here's the thing i can't do anything right and
1: then <laughs> yeah goes, i think is this revealing some common theme throughout <laughs> like what's been instilled in women <laughs> so, uh, like, uh,
0: all this self-doubt uh, this line she goes this is penelope scott says and i am not your protagonist i'm not even my own i don't know anything i don't even know what i don't know and, like, that yeah. makes that really resonates with me because I always feel like I have no idea what's going on, even when it's, like, something I'm very – and, like, I would say, like, a minor expert in, like, something like, you yeah. know, you have a niche in. Yeah. Like, sailing, I never believe that what I'm doing is correct. Mm,
1: it's, like, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Go back to our <clears throat> first episode. Penelope.
0: Or yeah. – Sydney. Sydney Gish. There's a song called Persephone. That's what I was thinking. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, that line, and I'm not your protagonist, I'm not even my own, reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Side note um, Anne who's been on the show before, and I wrote a fictional novel when we were in like seventh or eighth grade. And it was we wrote like forty pages of it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but in that, like, we have a lot of like kind of hard hitting one liners and things that wow. um Kind of have become jokes or things that like we repeat to each other that 13 year old us thought of when we were a little angsty. And one of them is like, I'm the antagonist of my own life story. You <laughs> wrote that when you were young. Yeah, wow. you know, we were using our literary terms. So that line, like when I think of that, I'm like, oh my God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a big, yeah, dot, no, dot, no, dot, no. heart <laughs> emoji. <laughs> so,
1: so here is sweet hibiscus tea.
5: Here's the thing, I can't do anything right Try as I absolutely, totally might
0: said about our next transition <laughs>
1: okay so we just listened to Penelope talk about things that she can't do right but I said what is something we can do right friendships <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying so we just had Valentine's Day or as we celebrate Galentine's <laughs>
0: Day <laughs> ladies
1: celebrating ladies yes um, because all the Galentines you know we are the biggest loves in each other's lives
0: yeah um,
1: mm. but that's something that You know, Spotify keeps advertising to both Ruby and I, and for good reason because it resonates with us. And I'm glad that I don't want to hear songs about romances. I want to hear songs about platonic romances with friends. And that's on Eliza's episode. What we asked her to do write us a platonic Friend friend song. And she did, and actually she posted it yesterday. Yes, on Valentine's Yeah, people were like posting art. that, because it's like a cute like thing to be like, I really love my friends so yes, yeah. they do so much for me. So these last two songs that we're going to close out on are songs that are written by mm-hmm. artists for their friends, to appreciate your friends. Yeah,
0: so we have Friends from Terror Pigeon, which is a new band we just found. Mm-hmm. Of course, it showed up on our Discover Weekly the same week, because <laughs> of Spotify's sing. Yes. and we don't know how they haven't blown up yet. No. And then Walk Backwards from another TVL favorite, Maude mm-hmm. Latour. Yes. And Mallory made a TikTok of her and Anne's friendship <laughs> and used the song Walk Backwards. And Maud commented and said, this is my everything.
1: Yeah, she commented like 10 times. I was like... Ah.
0: So And yeah, Thursday night,
1: both Ruby and I <laughs> logged on to her stream release Zoom at 11 p.m. And it was a Valentine's Day party. All of her fans were like hyping each other up. And yeah. there were like 400 plus people there. It was chaotic. Uh, everyone was wearing their red with their cool virtual backgrounds. And they were like, play your other music, play your other And so she like had a DJ and they were playing some of her music. <laughs> and then when midnight came... She played walk backwards and everyone got up and started dancing. I was current. I was writing paper as it happened, <laughs> but I liked the energy. It helped. Me. Diplomacy
0: never stops. But.
1: Yeah. But. Oh. So play these songs for your friends. And they speak to it. They make me smile every tell time. Tell your I hear friends those you them. love
0: them. Yeah. Anyone? Thanks for joining us on this feminist hour <laughs> yes. on this virtual life. We have more where it came from. <laughs> yes. We'll be back. We'll be back. I'm Ruby. I'm Mallory and this is this virtual one if you
4: I will never understand The line between our love and romance Cause when I look at you I fall right into a dream On the galaxies in the middle of the city in New York So I say thanks to an unknown force Me and my friends do whatever we want And by friends I really only mean one in particular and that's you. Mm. Your ears untied, and it's only just about a quarter tonight. You live easy, so I walk backwards. Sun's slipping south on the west side, and we still got the rest of the night. You live east, so I walk backwards, babe. Your boyfriend's mad Watch you grabbing my hand all day So I just play it cool Cause I can't believe I found you Within the Milky Way Out of all eight billion people So I say thanks to an unknown force Me and my friends do whatever we want And by friends I really only mean one in particular and that's you It's you mm. Your hair's untied And it's only just about a quarter to nine You live east, so I walk backwards Sun slipping south on the west side And we still got the rest of the night You live east, so I walk backwards, babe